your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. I have nine days to go in Whole30, and I am now taking requests for what my first meal back should be. And I'm Jordan Anskin, and the correct answer is four beef and cheese burritos for Mighty Taco. <laughs> just, just take whole 30 and throw it in the garbage that is undoing i was gonna say it's undoing a month of progress in one meal is the, what you just spit out of your mouth right there <laughs> well then you just do it again you just do whole 30 again and this is the lockdown sabers podcast maybe that's a meal that's a meal plan you do whole 30 for 30 days and if you get a th- and this is only if you get a 31st day of the month then boom you just go taco bell and you just oh. undo it all. That's a that's Taco a diet Bell right sponsor, or did we just switch to Taco Bell for? No, but maybe we should send this to them to to try to get. Well, they probably wouldn't be too happy that we're basically. Con- I mean, they are a heart attack on a plate, but or on a, oh. on a <laughs> just on like a wrapper. pulled out of a, yeah, I, pulled out of a wrapper. Yeah, yeah. Nobody who eats fast food on a plate. You don't. You don't. You you got to eat it out of the wrapper. You can't wherever you're getting McDonald's, Taco Bell, Subway. You can't take that food and then put it on like a dish. <laughs> I've done that before. Um, but Taco Bell, uh, I always say that they don't have like a kitchen. They have a laboratory because all their <laughs> all their food is like these bizarre like experiments that I can like, respect. Yeah, it's definitely it's like where where's Taco? Where's my food? Oh, it's back in the lab. <laughs> and this is the Lockdown Sabres podcast. A lot to get to on today's episode. Ralph Kruger shaking things up at practice. Defensive pairings, especially, are seeing some changes. An update on the Sabres goalie situation. Uh, and then I've got some some Sabre related president trivia for Jordan uh, in the third segment of today's episode. Let's start, though, with what is going on with the Washington Capitals, the Sabres' upcoming opponent that they will play on Friday and on Sunday. Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, Ilya Samsonov hanging out in a hotel room without masks. They have been fined, the organization has been fined $100,000. Those four players have been placed on the COVID list. They will miss the next four games. So that's their best player, their number two center, a top four defenseman, and their number one goalie. Like two games against them, would you take three out of four points? I might want all four now. I think you need all four, um, considering how we've started. Um, I would have said you all just take the split if we had if we were two and two between the first four games. But yeah, I think like I mean, fortune has finally smiled upon the Sabers. Um, of course, like you shouldn't make like too much of a joke about it because like obviously COVID protocols are serious as shown by fines and all that. But it's like, I mean, this is an opportunity to make up the sweep that you lost last week. Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to take every advantage you can get. It's all of the Russian players on the Capitals, by the way. I think that's um, just like, that's just kind of how hockey is. Like, I feel like. It's clicking. The Russian guys, they hang out with the Russian guys. They speak the same language. I know a lot of them speak English now, but like, yeah, you know, but I think still, it's just, it's just like they, they have common, it's like hang out with people that they have similar you went to high school like, with, I guess, TV show, favorite TV shows that you have too. Like, it's just like, sure, you just have a common commonality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ovechkin's wife on Instagram, by the way, did you see this? She said, 
Ovechkin and uh, also Orloff, by the way, have antibodies. And that Ovechkin's mother had it in uh, a couple of months ago. And she was making the point, why is it not okay to hang out in a hotel room? But then they could sit next to each other on the bench at a hockey game. And they, <laughs> they could celebrate together or group together after a goal. That, I don't think I knew that they couldn't hang out in a hotel room like that. I mean, I guess I would have thought they should do it with masks. But, like, especially as football season has gone on, I always thought that the team could be together because they're already going to be in the locker room and in the practice field and on the football field. Like, those people are going to have contact, and you just can't stop that. So it's basically limiting contact then to other groups outside of them. So I don't think I knew that this was part of the protocol. And I could, I guess I, I can under, it is the protocol. You've got to follow it. But at the same time, I think I can understand the frustration that like Ovechkin's wife is talking about here. Yeah. What did you mean by saying they have antibodies? They got a vaccine or why? Cause no, everybody has antibodies. Don't they? someone, someone close to them had COVID <laughs> and that they, right. That that's what I was wondering because that's what she said. I would assume then that you, they've taken the antibody test and that would tell them they've had it or that they did have it and they just didn't show any symptoms. One of those two, I think it's okay, but you can get it twice. You can. It's very from what I've read. It's very rare, but you can. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm kind of getting it. I mean, I'm just I, I guess it yeah. just shows people that are more in tune with this will know a little bit more than I do. Um, but yeah, I was. I'm surprised that like they can't just hang out because it is hypocritical. She does make a valid point. Like they're just chilling on the bench. Um, but I right. guess the helmet counts as something. I don't know. I I don't get how it does in hockey. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like the only thing it doesn't anything. cover, the only thing it doesn't cover is the nose and the mouth. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> what's the point? Um, yeah. but yeah, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you just have to follow the rules that the league gives you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that one mm-hmm. is just like, it's just not smart to do that. Um, it's just not yeah. like, I, I totally get it. I I've, I've done the same thing probably like I've gone mm-hmm. to friends houses and probably didn't wear a mask when I probably should have. Um, it happens to the best of them. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I can't they do got, it, especially, is, especially in a league where they'll punish you for it. So, right. And this is maybe the league setting an example that like, we're not taking any of this, like not, not even a little bit, you're getting fined. And then your guys are out for, by the way, they'll miss the next four games. They'll miss the two against the Sabres, and then they'll miss their two-game series with the Islanders thereafter. And in a compacted schedule, when you've got a very good division, those four games, when you're missing four impact players, that's important for Washington. Um, So we'll see how they do in the next few games coming up. But again, it is an example of what not to do. Let's get to Sabres practice. The Sabres goalie situation, we now have details on that. Linus Allmark. Um, he will travel to D.C. Uh, terrible news that he divulged to everybody today on uh, on, th- on Thursday. The death of his father is what had kept him out for a couple of games due to personal reasons. And obviously, he made the comment that like hockey just was not my number one priority. Obviously, everybody can understand that. Um, I guess I'm a little surprised that he is going on the trip. There's so much unknown here that I don't want to dive too deep into it. But it... I, I just hope that this isn't the case. I don't know what I hope is the case. I just think it might suck for Omar that I don't know if it's feasible for him to go to the funeral of his father. 
you know, because there's so much that goes into that. There is, do you have to quarantine entering Sweden? Is he even allowed to enter Sweden? Like, what are their laws right now about people coming from overseas? Can he re-enter the U.S. coming back? Because there was that block on Europe at one point. If he does able to come back, then how long would he have to quarantine to take coming back here? So I just feel for Allmark because obviously that's such a grave loss. But when it's happening in a time like this, I mean, that could make the coping process, I think, even more difficult. That like you just you can't go home. It's it's awful when you when you think about all the, the tragedy that comes with the pandemic that I don't think a lot of people often think about. Um, because you don't really think about that stuff really until you do lose a loved one. And it's like some I know I know that there are probably people in the country that didn't even get to have a funeral for their parents who right. they lost. Like I think it's just terrible for for everyone that has lost people and i know that there are a lot of people that have and Mm -hmm. it's just it just stinks all around and he has to make these tough decisions that you know a person shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to make um and it it does i do feel bad for him um Mm -hmm. um i guess it's like it's it's good to have him back um but Uh, on ice yeah but you know there there are things that are bigger than sports and this is obviously one of those things. And I, I wish him and his family the best. Definitely. Second that. And right. Like, what does it mean to the on ice product? He is going on the trip. That does not necessarily mean he's going to play. We don't know about that. He will take as much time as he needs. Obviously Carter Hutton is not going on the trip. He is dealing with what we assume is a concussion. He is not going on the trip to DC. He is still being called day to day, but he'll miss those two games, which means you could be looking at Jonas Johansson starting at least one. I would bet on him starting one anyway. Um, because he right now is the number two goalie on this trip at the worst, and he's your number one p- potentially. And then the Sabres have also placed Dustin Tokarski from Rochester onto the taxi squad. He'll be making the trip as well, given that the unknown with Olmark right now. So I just kind of went through it. Like, would you take three out of four because of all these guys the Capitals are missing? But what's the story of the Sabre season been so far? It's yeah, they're controlling play. They have the puck all the time. They're getting more scoring chances, but they're near the bottom of the league right now in five-on-five save percentage, and they're just not getting the saves. And I don't think that changes with Johansson and Dustin Tokarski. So even though Washington is missing all these guys, that's why I think I might take three out of four, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's reasonable. Um, Our goaltending issues have kind of reared their ugly head um even though we warned the sabers about it for a while uh we but did. yeah like it's <laughs> didn't want to listen depth, the depth <laughs> is not there right if if Allmark can't go and then hutton can't go we're in like we're in a little bit of trouble here like i i think right. johansson did decent in not even like backup role but relief pitcher role which yep. is even harder for a goalie coming in, you know, cold. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think like they just, they probably just aren't good enough. And, uh, you know, adding more depth here, trying to upgrade backup could have been yeah. very valuable. Of course, Hutton you can't, can like see an injury coming, but man, it you wouldn't should- it be nice to have like Ryan Miller right now? 
hundred percent. Um, we, we both wish that they would have done something. All right. When we return on the lockdown Sabres podcast, we'll take a look at Ralph Kruger's changes to the blue line, which has basically stayed the same through three games, but now we might see a change. So we'll talk about that when we come back and some other notes from practice and then some president Sabres trivia that I've got for Jordan in the third segment. Stay tuned for that here on the lockdown Sabres podcast. Are we ready for some football and are we ready for some hockey? There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Bills and Chiefs in the AFC Championship game on Sunday. We don't yet know the status of Patrick Mahomes, so you're taking a Big risk by trying to decide on that game right now. Chiefs favored by two and a half. It actually opened with the Bills as a favorite, but as it became a little more clear that there's a good, there's a better chance than not that Mahomes will play on Sunday. Again, that's a guess, but it seems it's trending that way. The line goes back to two and a half to Kansas City. So if you're one to take the risk and want to see maybe if it's Chad Henney, if you get the Bills plus two and a half, that's a pretty good job. Whereas if Mahomes plays and you want to go on the Kansas City side, the line could get even stretched by a little bit more. So that's a game to decide on. You've got hockey going on right now. Lines on that. Futures. I'm looking at MVP futures. Jack Eichel plus 3,000 for the heart. Pretty good. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin, back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you are betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, hockey, football, and NBA all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Couple notes from Sabres practice on Thursday. Kyle Oposo closing in on a return. He said he's not sure if he'll return Friday or Sunday, but it sounds like he's going to play at least once this weekend, if not both games. Now, he joined Cody Eakin and Tobias Reeder for line rushes at the end of practice. That was the line, by the way, that Kruger had together uh, really since Gergensen's got hurt in training camp. So, I would guess that that is going to be the line when he returns to the lineup. And what Kruger had in practice before, before Oposo joined that line at the end of practice, he had Dylan Cousins on the right side. Cousins came down from the Stahl Olofsson line that he last played on uh, in their game against Philadelphia. Thompson was now up with Stahl and Olofsson. Cousins was with Eakin and Reeder. I guess I'm worried that Cousins then would be the odd man out as a healthy scratch. I'm I'm hoping that's not the case because we were just going back and forth last episode that we think he's ready to take on maybe even the number two center spot, at least for a game or two to see how he does and finding himself out of the lineup. I guess you could make the case like first pro NHL season, a lot of back to backs. They want to make sure he's fresh all the time. Um, but I would rather see Shane or even Thompson still out of the lineup before cousins. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I don't understand what Kruger does with the lines. Once again, it seems like it's the same old story on this podcast. Um, I don't understand why you would take a talent like Dylan Cousins out of the mix. Like It doesn't make any sense to me. I play him on his off wing. I don't care. Um, my goal is to get the best talent on the ice as much as possible. 
And yeah. like while Riley Shan is a good penalty killer, I won't even say I was going to say decent, but I, I would say he's a good penalty killer. Mm-hmm. Like that only helps you so much. We haven't really been a team that takes penalties. So yeah. it's like, what are we doing right, that for? If they have like three <laughs> minutes of Riley Shan. Like I, I don't really need that. Um, one, I think they're kind of, they're a little bit soft, so they don't really like get Ooh. in position. Penalties. I, I like, love, I love your way to fit in a, they're not tough enough point there. <laughs> well, I don't think they are. No, and, like, I, 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 know, think, I know. And I think defensively they're very passive. How many point shots have we seen where it's like, Oh my God, go out there, go out there, go out there. And they're not mm-hmm. there. And then the guy just rips one. And yeah. it's like, and it was, Oh, it's so oh, we wonder why our five on five save percentage is bad. Like yeah. I, I just, I, I'm at my wits end with some of these moves and I'm at my wits end with like, I want to see a little bit more fire. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I commend you for making that point that they, you're right. They are a softer team and you, you're putting guys on the, in the lineup to kill penalties when you're not taking penalties. Like, I think that actually makes a lot of sense and I was not going to get there on that point. Um, all right, and then the blue line to me is more, note, more, more noteworthy. Jake McCabe and Rasmus are still line, and they stay together, but here's the change. You've had Montour and Dalene and then Yoki Haru and Miller as your other two pairings throughout the first four games. Now you've got Montour on the left side with Yoki Haru, and then you've got Dalene with Colin Miller. So if you look at five-on-five five ice time, I think it might be hard to predict now, which pairing is going to get the most minutes? Because so far, Ralph Kruger has used Darlene Montour as his number one pairing. That has been his top pairing. You look at five-on-five on five, five on five ice time, average per game. Montour leads the way with 1946. He leads by over two minutes in that category. Darlene is second at 1731. So that's your number one pair in ice time. Third is Ristolainen at 1720. Fourth is Colin Miller at 1617. Jake McCabe at fifth at sixteen oh four, and then Yoki Haru at fifteen fifty one. Basically, though, it is Montour, and then everyone's kind of close. But Montour Dowling's been the top pair. So now that that becomes a question, my question to you is: What's more likely here? Is this a promotion for Henry Yoki Haru, or is this a demotion for Rasmus Dowling? Well, I would say my guess would be a little bit of a demotion for Dowling. Um, although Yogi Haru's been good, I think Yo I think Dalene's play has been more startlingly off than Yogi Haru's has been awesome. Um and I think Kruger I don't think it's necessarily like a like a benching or anything. Like I just think like he just wants to maybe mm-hmm. give Dalene a little bit less pressure and let him play um sure. a little bit more freely. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my that's so, my two cents on the matter. So what pair would you guess leads them in minutes? If that's the pairings, like I, I, I don't think I have a good guess. I, I think guess I'd go McKay Bristolainen as the default, but again, he's been playing Montour more than everybody by a lot, but also he's been playing Yoki Haru the least. So like something's <laughs> right. got to give there. Montour's first in minutes. Yoki Haru is sixth. Is that going to be the top pairing? I, I would like to see it because in the last game, maybe that's a towel by the way, because in their last game, Yoki Haru was second in minutes on the blue line. And I've been wanting to see him get more minutes. I don't really necessarily want it to come at the expense of Rasmus Dahlin, but I've been itching to see Yoki Haru on a top pair and how he would handle tougher matchups that he really hasn't got yet. Yeah, I want to see it too. Um, He's probably my, 
He's and on my power rankings of Sabres defenseman, he's been my number one, I think, all of last year, even with Dalian playing really well. I just love I just love uh, Henry Yoki Haru. Um, so like I'm all good with him getting a lot of minutes, all good with him getting as much time as he can and a lot more pressure for him. Cause I do really think that he like Dalin's a star, but like Yoki Haru could be that top pair defenseman that is with the Sabres for the next like decade plus, And you're like, Oh yeah, that guy, like Sabres legend. Yeah. Right. He never makes an all-star game. Maybe he's never in the Norris conversation, but it's like, he racks up, you know, what's a legendary career. He's a, a leader. He's got some to in his game. He could be better than that too. So I think like to his number one asset is his passing. I, I, if I'm remembering Talinder's game correctly, I feel like that was what he was best at. I feel like um, Talinder was just good at everything. He was just like, right. okay, there goes, there goes Talinder. Don't have to worry about getting scored on this time. And I kind of think that about Yoki Haru too, right? Isn't he just kind of good at everything? He's not necessarily, he doesn't have an elite trait. I think his vision is his elite trait, actually. I said that the other day, that that guy always finds a passing lane. He is like a quarterback throwing guys open. If there, if every passing lane is clogged, Yoki Haru will find a way to bounce it off the boards twice and get it to an open guy. Or he will ring it around the boards because he's seeing someone come open. I feel like he's got an incredible vision for passing that is something that not a, just every typical hockey fan might pick up on. And I think he's got that. He might also be the only guy on the Sabres right now that wouldn't rather be on his old team. <laughs> that's chicago is a dumpster fire <laughs> you're so right I think he's they the are guy. so bad like eric Stahl's probably looking out the window seeing the wild like that spongebob <laughs> meme with squidward looking out yep. of the window at spongebob patrick and like eric Stahl's doing that hell kayak poso's like why did i leave the islanders, islanders. <laughs> like they're all like they're all like man this stinks and Yogi yeah. he's like oh man, this is great yeah. This is so much better. Taylor Hall. <laughs> Jack Eichel. Eichel's like, I should have stayed at BU for four years. <laughs> Eichel, yeah, Eichel wanted, should have won four bean pots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When we come back on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, some president trivia for Jordan. Built Bar is back and improved with all new packaging and the bars. I didn't think they could taste any more like a candy bar, but our friends at Built Bar somehow figured out a way to add to their 12 permanent flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange toffee almond, coconut, and my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, are now six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake and apple almond crisp in addition to tasting amazing they are great for the healthy conscious guy or gal under 200 calories low sugar high protein and high fiber do not eat one more protein bar until you try built bar go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on you'll get 20 percent off your next order use the promo code locked on at builtbar.com Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast, Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL. The NHL season is underway. The best way to keep track of all of it is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one pops, all in one podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. I'm on that that podcast, by the way, on Tuesdays and Fridays, if you're wondering. All right, some quick trivia. I have got a list of the leading Sabres goal scorers under each president going back to their existence, which starts with Richard Nixon. So Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, 
George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, the Sabres leading goal scorer under each term. Let's fire up the Sabre dance underneath us. Jordan, can you name the leading goal scorer from each of those terms? So I guess just give me the term and I'll try to guess the player. Well, you don't need to give me the years, okay. obviously. How about how about Nick- okay? So we're starting with Nixon. Nixon that's seventy-two, and yes. it's just goals, just goals scored. Okay, I feel like this is a trick. I feel like it's not going to be pro because he's a playmaker. Uh, I'll say Rick Martin. Good get Rick Martin for Nixon, and I will give you Rick Martin also for Ford. So Rick Martin was their leading goal scorer under the Nixon administration and under Gerald Ford, which was a little shorter, I think less than three years, maybe for Ford. He just finishes off Nixon's second term, um, <laughs> which, which means you are now at Jimmy Carter. Oh, the peanut guy. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So this is, this is like, this is where I'm bad. Like with Sabres knowledge. I think this is like Danny Gare territory though. Mm. Let's say Danny Gare. Incorrect. Gilbert Perot is the actually oh, correct okay. answer for Carter. And that's actually right because Martin is gone by that point, but Perot is still here. Remember, he stays for a while. And Danny Gare is only here for part of that. So it, maybe if he had played more games, he would have been right, but he is not. So now you are at Ronald Reagan. You have your two two for three. I'll give you two for three because if you get a name that's in there twice, I'll give it to you. Okay. So Ronald Reagan. Can't remember how long Perot played for. He played till 86. I'll say him. <laughs> Perot say is Perot, in. Yeah. Perot is incorrect. Mike Fol- Mike Folino led the Reagan administration oh. in favor goals. Uh, now we are at George H. W. Bush. All right. Uh, <laughs> Alex McGill. McGillney misses it by like six goals. Dave. Okay, so at least I was close. You were close. Dave Andrewchuk is the correct answer for HW. Now, HW starts in the late 80s, and I don't think McGillney gets here till 91. He missed a season or two in there, so that's why he didn't get in there. Um, he almost caught him, though, at that 76-goal season. He starts that 76-goal season like 30 behind Andrewchuk, and he just misses. So, uh, all right, Bill Clinton. Who led the Sabres in goals under Bill Clinton? This is tough because it's like... Who's been to a Sabre game, by the way? eras to me. Like it's like the, the it is. early nineties, a very different team than the 99, 2000 teams. Yes. Uh, my, who, who straddled those? See, I don't, I don't know. I want to say like, I want to say it's like a late nineties guy. So I want to say it's like Shatan, but I don't think that's right. I'll just say Miroslav Shatan. This is the toughest one. Chatan is second. That's a good guess. Donald Audette is actually the correct oh, answer. Donnie. Basically, just basically just on longevity. I mean, for through the Clinton years, because you're right. Like it's two different eras of saber hockey. All right, uh, George W. Bush and Barack Obama have the same player. Oh my God, Obama is 08 to, to sixteen. 16. Yeah. So so that means it's a guy between like 08. It's like a guy that's like an 08 guy. So it, it would be like Vanek. I'll say Vanek. Thomas Vanek led the Sabres in goal yeah. goals in the Bush era and in Obama. Um, Vanek only beat out Kodalik and Finneganoff by a couple goals, though. So it was very close. Uh, Finneganoff, of course, had... Yeah, Finneganoff had the longevity, but Vanek had those 40-goal seasons. Just put him over the top. And then this is probably the easiest one. Leader of the Sabre in goals under Donald Trump. 
Uh, that's uh, that's very easily Tyson Strachan. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, Jack Eichel. Why has he come <laughs> up five episodes in a row? <laughs> Tyson Strachan. This is a Tyson Strachan fan club. Jack Eichel is the correct answer. All right, any good list? Good list. I might I maybe like I'll try list. this list. Maybe I'll try this list with like goalie wins or something. Oh, that might be easier. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. There are some goalies that are probably there's probably some stretches in there that aren't good. Probably. I think yeah, the Vanek one was the coolest where it's like he he wins because he was like 2004 to like 2012. Right. And he was just, and it was right in yeah. his prime. Like he was, he right. started off as a rookie, like, boom, I'm good at scoring goals. Like there was no, let's wait to see what he is. Like there was, all right, he showed up and he's a 20 goal scorer. Then he's a 40 goal scorer. And he's just that for five years, for eight years. Yeah. Underrated. Vanek and Rick Martin, the only guys on this list twice. So two of the best Sabre goal scorers ever. They deserve it. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Some fun trivia there. Maybe I'll put some goalie trivia together for Jordan on our next episode. We will be back tomorrow talking more Sabres, previewing their upcoming series with the Washington Capitals. This has been the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.